In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. <clears throat> so we are in the third Sunday before Lent, and the theme of this Sunday is repentance. Backing up the uh, publican and the Pharisee, the theme was humility. Then before that, Zacchaeus, the theme was desire. Do I desire God? Do I stand before him in humility? And now this day, do I stand him before him in serious repentance? So, um, this theme of this Sunday, repentance, um, I, want to, I want to focus on uh, the joys of repentance, but to get to that, let me just share a couple of thoughts. The famine uh, in the land uh, for us is, would be akin to the famine in the spiritual life. We've lost God's presence, we've lost God's comfort, we've lost God's joy. This God that we turn away from loves us, cares for us, knew us before we were in our mother's womb. He does all things for our good. This God is with us, and when he's with us, we live a balanced life. Without it, we're empty, we're anxious, we live in a sense of guilt. So the result of being prodigal is we <laughs> give to me my inheritance. Give it to me. It's, it's, kind of, it's a selfish attitude about everything we have. It's like it belongs to me. The far country is a country where we find selfishness and unbelief. And then our souls and bodies are open to all our appetites and we find ourselves scattered and in the pig pen. I remember one time Father Hopko gave a homily on this and he said, uh, we begin to understand the pig pen is a normal place. So we write books on how to exist in the pig pen. <laughs> how to handle people in the pig pen. So we, we, it's, that's, not the real, that's not real for us as Christian people. We have to flee that and come back to God. So our focus today is on that of repentance. So I want to read a couple of scriptures first and then get into a couple of thoughts about repentance. First this, Luke 11, uh, 9 to uh, 9 and 10. And I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. We are to come to God in our repentance. We are to ask him. Seek, knock. Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, be with me. Lord, heal me. Lord, strengthen me. 
We need to make that effort. It's not just that night in bed when you have that little thought that you should repent, and then you repent to your pillow. No, we have to make this a serious and concerted and consistent effort. And then these beautiful words in Luke uh, 15, and we'll get to these in a bit as well. And when he found it, talks about the man who found the lost sheep. He placed it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which is lost. In the Lord's words to us, I say to you likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 just persons who need no repentance. What happens in heaven when you repent? The angels sing. There's joy in heaven. Lord, forgive me. The angels sing. This kind of stirred me a little bit in regard to we need to be really excited about repentance. We need to be excited about what happens to us when we repent and how important it is to kind of live this life of repentance. So, when the prodigal son first kind of engaged this idea that he was in sin and needed to return, he set his mind aright. He arose and went to his father. He, understanding that he had sinned, he had an action that followed a thought. He went to his father. <clears throat> a change of mind, a change of heart. Still far away, but his confession had, in that sense, begun. He changed his mind and went toward the father. And my encouragement to you is, is as we've said before, uh, if I asked you to raise your hands, if you don't, do you, do you go to confession enough? Nobody raise their hand. No, we don't. We should live that. We should have that as a part of our life. And find out how joyful it is to come with that repentance to God and find a sense of, that deep sense of relief and joy. He returns to his father. He comes to his father of mercies, who we see watching for him. God watches for us. He waits for us. And as soon as we show that repentance and move back toward God, he runs to greet us. And then he gets on his knees and kisses us. So what's... In reality, what's happening when we do that? As soon as we open our door, our heart, the heart of our, the door of our heart to repentance, God throws grace inside into it. He puts a grace in it, and we feel that grace. We feel that movement of, of ourselves towards God. That grace comes to us in tenderness. We begin to feel the sense of God's deep love for us. And, and his desire to, to heal us, his desire to forgive us. So the importance of this, I think, is this, this sense of coming back to God and understanding that as soon as we make that effort, 
there's a, an intense and immense amount of grace that God pours into us. So, um, let me share a little story here with this. Um, I remember one time uh, I was with a, a young person that was in, in this condition, who felt this sense of movement toward God, opening their heart toward God in repentance. And I sat with, stood with him in confession, and we just wept and wept and wept because he felt the tenderness of God. The grace of God poured out into his heart. Forgiven, strengthened, healed. So this is how we see God and how he, he pours into us this grace when we come to him in repentance. And he puts a robe on us. It's a return to our baptism. It's a, when we come with tears in our heart or tears of repentance, we return to our baptism with this robe that God puts on us. Our sins are forgiven. We're redeemed. We're sanctified. We're illumined. And we're renewed. That's what repentance does and confession does for us. Forgiveness, redemption, sanctification, illumination, renewal. You know, there's a great sense when you walk away and you've been carrying this heavy burden around. And when you step away from the confession and you realize you're renewed. You don't have to look back anymore. Don't look backwards. Sometimes when we leave, when we, we, we come to confession, we walk away still remembering the sins we confessed. We should let them go. We are now forward lookers. We're forward thinkers, forward lookers. What happened to Lot's wife when she returned and looked back? Pillar of salt. She became embittered. When we leave the confessional, we should understand that God has forgiven those sins. Those are behind us. And only goodness and renewals in front of us. Very, very important to understand that. So, and then he puts, then in, in our repentance, God puts a ring on our finger, a seal of virtue, an earnest of our inheritance, back into the family. We leave with, from guiltiness to forgiveness, from emptiness to fullness, from anxiety to contentment. The ring goes back on our finger. My mother uh, had an incredible strategy when I was a little kid. I, you know how in, in your memory, I must have been five years old, and how you can actually remember the place and like everything that happened. It was in the kitchen. We were in San Leandro, California. <laughs> And I did something really, really stupid. Well, five-year-old kids do things pretty stupid once in a while, okay? But it was really stupid. And uh, I came into the kitchen, and my mom, uh, I said, Mom, uh, what are we having for breakfast? She went, well, who are you? I said, well, I'm, well, I'm Kurt. I'm Kurt, Mom. 
Oh no, my Kurt never acts that way. I went, oh no, it's me, Mom. It's me. <laughs> Mom, please remember me. It was, like, it was like, well, no, you're not part of the family if you behave that way. I said, no, no, please. I'll never do it again. But that sense of being returned to the family. You're back in the family. You're back in the family. You're back home. The ring's on your finger. It's beautiful. Repentance, the joys of repentance are amazing. And then he puts shoes on his feet. Freedom from sin, holy protection, assurance to empower. To defeat the enemies. To trample underfoot the enemies. The other thing I think that's important in confession in the sense of freedom from sin is that in confession, when we're regular in our confession, and I'm encouraging that, that we, there's, a, there's a sense of accountability. Uh, that we are now in a rhythm where we're working on things in our life and there's a place where we're accountable. So my encouragement there, that accountability piece is so very important. I remember speaking to a person one time and uh, working on a situation in their life. And I said, you know, you're doing really well. He said, well, you know one of the reasons I'm doing really well? Because I don't want to come back and tell you that I did it again. That accountability was very, very important. And then they killed the fatted calf. Holy communion, the bed of life the medicine of immortality. In this sacramental return through confession to God, healing, purification, enlightenment, protection, amendment of life, decrease of virtue, the communion of the Holy Spirit. So repentance, beloved. What a beautiful thing. We come back to God. He puts a robe on us, return to our baptism. He seals us with a ring of virtue, a return to the family. Put shoes on us so we can maintain a, an effort against the enemy. And he kills the fatted calf and brings us back to Holy Communion. So, today, we may be dead through our sin, but we can be made alive through repentance. We could be lost from God, but found today in the joys of heaven. So, beloved, ask, seek, and knock. In your return and find these great mercies, the maximum graces of God, forgiveness, strength, and healing. And may we hear in our repentance the angels rejoice. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.